Election day has passed and the media and Joe Biden declared Joe Biden the winner. But President Trump and almost 71 million Americans say that President Trump is the winner. The election aftermath has been chaotic to say the least. And it seems like we're just getting started. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging With Apes. Go on over to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Today, for us to help you navigate through all of the chaos, we've brought help to help us help you our friend Vincent Williams is back on the show. You know him. You love him. Vince, say hello to the people. Hello, people. And uh, yeah, we're we're pretty hot today. It's um, hot with anger, hot with <laughs> confusion. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not so angry as much as I am confused. But before we get into any all of that, you wanna plug your stuff so we can get that out there and then. Yes, Vincent Williams. You can follow me on Twitter, VinWilliams28. Uh, I am chief editor, founder of Critic at Extra Large, Critic ATXL on Twitter. Um, politics, pop culture, all that good stuff. Great, great articles. I hope I'm not crossing a line here. You you have something cooking, right? A, a good article cooking. Yeah, it's it's an article taught called um the oh my gosh it's it's an article called the the relentless underdog and it's uh it's comparing 1948 election to um this year's election there's a lot of similarities between between the two elections between uh Harry between Truman and Trump both That's... both of their names start T U R M coincidence I don't know maybe interesting uh, and i'm sure you'll delve into all kind of interesting coincidences and nuances um you know some before we we continue i find a lot of happiness in the fact that when i was younger i always wanted to be in this position where we talk about a lot of this stuff like and we can now show and showcase our, our the information that we've gathered and what we have we have our website and then like sometimes I just, I'm like, oh yeah. By the way, this is this is my friend's website. This like he's real close to me. Critic got it extra large, and they'll be looking at it like, wow. Then they yeah. look at our website, and they're like, wow. And it's oh yeah, we got shirts, we got this. Like, oh yeah, definitely the big dicks on campus. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like it's so amazing because like I, I don't know when I was younger, I always wanted to have like a platform, and now like it, a lot of the hard work that we've put in. I get to just be like, oh, yeah, what, read this article. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we have this. Absolutely. Like the, the people that we've had the privilege to network with 
over the years and work with in different endeavors over the years is like it it's great like it's it's been a it's been a godsend and then also too like don't you want to surround yourself with people that that have a cause and are successful and are doing their thing and it's like you could point to this person as 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 somebody that that's you know making something happen they're a creator they're an entrepreneur so on and so forth and it is true what you just said i've shown people his stuff or people that i've i know like they'll tell me oh yeah your guy like i, I read this article or, or you know if we po- repost it or whatever yeah. the case or you know so yeah 100 like it's 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 a great thing and and that's how you grow and how you network and and everything like that and then like this is us now in this room now, but like one day us three may be in a room with the the likes of a, a crowd or a Tim pool. And then you you never know where things, where things can go. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? And it is, it is nice. And it is funny that you bring that up and it's, I, I didn't think we would start the episode off here, but it is, I guess it, it's as good as place as any to start the episode off in, in as far as a segment is if you notice what you just said and like and like how you you know you 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 bolstered the idea of of like what it is that we do and what it is that Vince does in terms of like our own independent individual efforts outside of the mainstream media but yet we comment on media what's going on in culture what's going on in politics don't you notice that the ones that are doing that stuff and have a passion for that stuff in the last few years, it seems to be like overwhelmingly either moderate or right wing. You don't get a lot of people on yeah. the left doing that. I don't or is it me? But I, I don't see that a lot on, on the and in the independent atmosphere. Mainstream media, yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah. in the independent atmosphere, it's more of the right. Yeah. Well, that actually uh, bleeds into something Bernie Sanders said, I believe it was a week or a week and a half ago. The Democratic Party, Democrat Party, has become the party of the coastal elites. Yeah, they have. And and just as you said, with with the media, all the left wing media is proper is propelled by a large scale corporation, CNN, uh, NBC and the such. I mean, Fox it's interesting, Fox. The fall from grace. <laughs> Here's the thing: I've never, I've never been a big consumer of mainstream media, but this election cycle, I've really been, you know, consuming more of it. And all my life, I've heard, you know, Fox is so conservative. They're really Republican. They're racist. This, that, and the other. And I've been watching Fox. I'm like, I'm surprised how not Republican Fox is. <laughs> like they, one, that's one way to put it. <laughs> like, I mean, don't get me wrong. They have, you know, your Tucker Carlson's, your Sean Hannity's and such who are very right-leaning. But but is, is as, as a Hannity, network... Hannity is right-leaning. Is Tucker really right-leaning? I, find like, I feel like Tucker is really the only responsible journalist out there like yeah. mainstream journalists i don't find him too much to the right i think that he's more of a well hey this is what these people are talking about 
Well, well, from from what I'm seeing, a lot of his ideals are more conservative. They now, are. I, that, now that being yeah. said, I don't have a great deal of knowledge of Tucker Carlson. You guys will know more about him than I would. I would suggest look at look at the conversation you had with Ben Shapiro on certain things. And I feel like sometimes what Carlson, uh, Tucker Carlson will do is he'll look at the issue and be like, well, he looks at it people first. Whereas Ben Shapiro might look at it a little bit more biased politically, more on the conservative side. And to me, that's where Tucker Carlson comes off as a little bit more well-rounded. Not necessarily that he won that argument or anything like that, but I'm just... Sometimes he'll put his politics aside for the betterment of the people. I think that that's how he looks at it through that scope. Could it be to a fault? Maybe, depending on where you look at it from the political spectrum. If you're looking at it from a conservative spectrum, maybe maybe he looks at it, well, like, for example, when they started talking about artificial intelligence, he, he was looking at it from the perspective of, well, this will be a problem for the people mm-hmm. about work. Whereas Ben Shapiro was, well, no, the market will dictate it. Yeah. The market will dictate it. That's a lot more conservative than Tucker Carlson kind of came off as. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's to me where Tucker kind of looks at it a little bit more well-rounded. Maybe, maybe again, you could disagree or you or you won't, but he looks at it from that, from like the logical standpoint. This is a problem. How are we going to handle it? And then they'll have a conversation. And and when when I look at like a Ben Shapiro, and we talked about it in pre-production, you look at it from more of a perspective of like, well, this is what I think. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. And sometimes that, that could be a little bit too bullheaded, and, and you come off as someone that doesn't know the reality of the situation. And and like well, you said it in pre-production, K-Cartoon, when it came to hip-hop, I think that was a perfect opportunity where you saw Ben Shapiro just say shit just because he didn't believe in it but didn't really have anything to back it up with. Yeah. No real concrete He He was out of his depth on the issue. Like yeah. They, essentially, but that's the issue that we're seeing now culturally and politically with this whole Biden um I, I don't even want to say victory because it's technically he hasn't won anything yet. But this projection by the mainstream media that Biden is the victor um, is that like a lot of people coming out of the woodwork where you realize, well, man, you're kind of out of your depth on this issue. Like and you voted or whatever the case, but you're so out of your depth because like today on Twitter, I came across somebody that was upset when they heard Biden's press conference today talking about the possibility of more lockdowns. And they were shocked at the notion of yeah. more lockdowns, but he's touted this, the whole campaign. So have you been that consumed by the headline and the nonsense and TDS? Yeah, Trump derangement syndrome, yeah. <laughs> Let me yeah. ask a question, too, because we're on the topic, and I thought this was very telling, but I want to see your, your perspective on it from, from both of you guys. Donald Trump's top donors, NYPD, U.S. Marines, ranchers, and homeowners. Biden's top donors, Facebook employees, university professors, and others in academia. What does that tell you about about where their mindsets are. You have th- what what instantly popped in my mind is you have like the abstract 
in terms of in terms of like the the reality of the world around you and like how you perceive and 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 transition that perception into your actions you have one that's based off of the abstract which is the the university professors and everything like that and then you yeah. want you have one that's based off of what's actually taking place in a in a practical and logical sense like homeowners it's like you have to deal with a lot of practical and logical situations like with the maintenance of your house taxes insurance upkeep your community like there's there's a lot of practicality that goes into that peace you want your home to be safe all of that stuff police officers jesus like all the stuff that they deal with on the street mental illness crime violence rape domestic abuse all of that so like you have a scope of like what the world the world really is ranchers shit god bless them feeding the people like you know what i'm saying like all of this stuff all of this stuff it has to do with situations where if you think wrong it could mean your life being detrimentally worse whereas the other side Sure, I'll give them their credit because the other side has a lot of creative people and a lot of innovators and everything like that. But they have the luxury of being wrong because them being wrong doesn't necessarily, in in the immediate sense, doesn't necessarily result in bad for the people around them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They're so, the guys who drink Starbucks and uh, the ranchers, the person that might be providing all the stuff that you need yeah. to be able to do that. Well, it's the it's those practical people that provides the creative people the security to be creative. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's very interesting it's very interesting that you say that because I was having a conversation with somebody about uh what appears to be the outcome of this election and they were like they essentially they said, "Why do you care so much? Uh, it ain't gonna affect you anyway. It ain't gonna affect you anyway." Wow. I, and I, yeah, I was like, "Well, that's pretty ignorant." But I was like, and and I really broke it down for for them. I'm like, I'm like, I am from the Gage Park neighborhood of Chicago. I really meet just about every statistical measure of being like a failure in life. Worst neighborhood in the 90s in Chicago in terms of gang violence, borderline with Inglewood, all of that stuff. And the things that I've been able to accomplish in life are due to the principles of this nation. And they were like, oh, so all of that in the last four years, everything. I was like, no, like it it, it took time over time to build it. But the last four years perpetuated it so forcefully that it was like well what could i do in another four years of this so it wasn't it wasn't so much that oh everything that i ever accomplished and it will ever be has been in the last four years but the last four years has made it easier to do better faster yeah and i'd have to agree with that and and so yeah it does it does matter that that's that's number one but uh but that's the that's the issue is like i think like and and it almost seemed like this person like something went like like a light bulb went off in their head but 
I don't know. I hope I I don't know. Is it too late now that all these light bulbs are going off and people? There's already like a slew of people on Twitter that seem to have well buyer's remorse or voters remorse or if you want to call it Biden's remorse. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I've I've really seen. I have the Biden's remorse. <laughs> I. I really don't like painting with a broad brush and speaking in just these big abstract generalities, but I'm really starting to see how people on the left are low information, politically ignorant voters. And, you know, I had someone the other day argue with me about the electoral college or the electoral college. We need to get rid of that. Oh, God. And, and I'm like, like, okay, yes, there's been a few times in history where the electoral college didn't quite work out the way it was supposed to, but that's a few times in what two hundred years or so. Like, hey, like, give me an example of it not working out the way it was supposed to. Uh, well, so I guess he he was speaking in maybe a hypothetical, in that you know Trump blows up the elect the electoral college. What do you he mean? he by he bypasses the electoral college. He uses the courts to get into office. And you're saying for this election in particular, right? Right. Okay. And that would be evidence that the electoral college needs to we need we need to get away uh, get rid of it. And I'm like, well, it it wouldn't be bad on the electoral college, but you know the system has clearly been manipulated, and. You know that like that's not strong enough evidence to say that the electoral college should just be given away. It it it'll, it'll be like, you know, we live in a free market system. Yeah, and people make bad mistakes under the free market system. Oh well, we, we got to get away with do away with free market. Yeah, that's well, like the the whole argument of like uh, late capitalism, where oh, it's it, it, look at all of this inequality that it's caused because the CEO makes this much and the worker makes this much yeah but you're also not taking into account one like everything that that this company or this particular yeah. set of capitalists provide to the world number one just but, a value aspect the, but number two the fact that like yeah they the ceo may make way more than the workers but don't act like the workers are making chump change either you know what i'm saying like for what it the work that they do because that's the other thing too is like in the last few years we've seen all of these arguments of oh fucking mcdonald's workers want to make fucking 20 dollars an hour or whatever the fuck they want to make it's like yeah but like is the work that you do does yeah. it warrant like making that amount of money so like people, you want to yeah. be on par to make what what like a firefighter and a, and a police officer makes but like you flip burgers and fries and i'm not saying that to be demeaning i'm yeah. saying that to to be like well it's like a vastly different amount yeah. of of responsibility but the thing that i would tell that person that that said that about the electoral college is this it really is the best and most compromised system anywhere in the world because you got to think of the way that things have operated in the past in the past things have operated like monarchies so pretty much the king the queen the leader of the country they make all the decisions you don't have shit to say about it or the the total populist democracy makes all the decisions so oh the people speak the problem with that and why the founders found this happy middle ground where you keep you keep votes but you also have this republic 
is you keep people voting, but you also have the, the, the decision based off of the structure of the Republic is, is for this. Right now, there's three of us in this room as we, as we record this, this episode. So if you go with the popular vote, essentially, regardless of what the populace, if what the populace wants is moral or immoral, right or wrong, legal or illegal, you still have a say in a republic. If you go straight to a popular vote, you two could decide the most heinous illegal shit and like I don't rock with it, but yeah. it, it'll be law because just because that's what the people want. So a perfect example would be if us three were right now were to go out and get something to eat. I mean, we can't because our governor has fucking everything locked down. Yeah. But <laughs> in a world where shit made sense and things weren't on the verge of a fucking total collapse total collapse and we were able to go and get something to eat and we called a group of seven other people there were 10 of us if that if that seven people decided oh well fuck that like you guys are going to pay for everything and we're going to steal your watches and and your 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 wallets and your cars because well majority rule that doesn't make it right like it just yeah. made so yeah you are the majority but it doesn't make what you're doing right it doesn't make what you're doing be the way that we should move forward so in a republic that's what's so great about a republic is doesn't matter if fucking new york and california want to kill babies at nine months you yeah. know or at the time of birth it doesn't matter the rest of us don't rock with it you know what i'm saying so that's why you're seeing that's people the like healthy ben like Ben Shapiro was like, "Oh, I don't want to be in 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 California anymore. I'm moving to I don't know where he I moved think he to, went Tennis to Tennessee. Tennessee. I think. And I think that what your argument is 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 saying is exactly what the actions of Ben Shapiro were. Like, well, I'm going to where people are more rational when it comes to law, and I think that you have that choice in America. You do. You're like, you could be like, well, Chicago is getting Illinois is getting out of hand." I'm moving to Indiana or I'm moving to Tennessee or I'm moving to Ohio. You have that choice because we live in a republic. And the way people vote is in, in that manner. Like and I think even with even with think of it this way. And I mean this is something we're gonna get into anyway, uh a little later, so I don't want to get too into it. But even then with the electorate college, like whether it's weird or not, like the fact that most people might have decided from like the counties with the most people in those states kind of you know changed it to 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 trump whether that's real or not it, it is yet to be determined but even then it's still some some discrepancies that you kind of have to just deal with if it is indeed factual and if it if, if it's real yeah but you know at that point that becomes another conversation we'll have that conversation later but but yeah like the electorate that's the the fairest way how can we run ohio the same as illinois or well no i think it's according to the people that live there absolutely so, absolutely yeah. so as we enter the segment and the realm of the election aftermath um I would like to tell everybody that we are going to go about this as responsible as possible. There is a lot of information out there. And it's hard to verify because, I mean, that shit's coming at, at light warp speed. So it's very hard to verify all of the information that's out there. 
So we'll be speaking mostly from like a, a factual or somewhat verified standpoint. Obviously, if we enter the realm of conspiracy or or speculation, we'll we'll make that known because like one thing that I don't want to do is I don't want to like further confuse anybody because <laughs> like there's been a few times today in and of itself, like as I was doing research for this episode that I found myself confused. Like I, I saw one article today that said that Lou Dobbs was leaving Fox because of all their bullshit. And I was like, holy shit, like that's wild as fuck. And leaving Fox and going to Newsmax, I, I look, read, looked it up and I was like, well, I couldn't find any other source that verified that. So I was like, well, thanks for fucking with my emotions. Did they cancel or did they stop Judge Janine? I heard something like that. Yeah, well, Newsmax did talk about that. So I think that is confirmed. Um, That's very. um, And then, and not her show, though, just I think it was just last night's episode. Um, And then I read something else that was misinformation that Trey Gowdy was joining Trump's legal team. But that doesn't seem to be true either. So yeah. So like I. So that's what I'm saying. And maybe these these things are true. They're just not confirmed or verified yet. So that's just like a little bit of a of a disclaimer because there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, so now that that's out of the way, how do you guys feel in a in a sentence or two? about what's taking place currently and and what i mean by that is the media has projected biden the president there is a lot of evidence to suggest that fraud or cheating or whatever has taken place trump's legal team is on it the campaign is on it they're disputing a lot of these things in a lot of different states which could end up altering the results just real quick before we get in deeper like what do you what do you think what do you have to say about it there's clearly this is part of the love hate that i have with with president trump um so he he keeps saying voter fraud voter fraud he 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 went on a a twitter tweet tirade uh you know voter he keeps saying voter fraud voter fraud is very specific and quite frankly, I think it's very difficult to prove if he just says uh, irregularities, ab- abnormalities, you know, which there's been a lot of. Then, you know, he might have some more uh, uh, he might have a little bit more leverage. But see, when he keeps saying voter fraud, I think that might hurt his leverage as his lawyers are trying to battle the case. But there's clearly some funny business going on. And quite frankly, everyone should want a fair election. Even even Biden supporters, they should want a fair election so they can say like, okay, well, you guys who voted for Trump, you know, you had your you had your day in court and nothing's been proven you know, mm-hmm. all the voter irregularities, the voter fraud hasn't been proven true. So, yeah, we won. You guys lost and this, that and the other. So everyone should want a a fair and everyone should want this process to play out. And to piggyback off of what you're saying is, well, yeah, that's important. Whether Trump won or Biden won, 
It's important for the future in general. Now, how I feel, I feel confused because if you're looking at energy level, if you're looking at the percentages from Latino voters, from black voters, from Asian voters, if you're looking at um, how Biden was outperformed by Hillary in every state minus the battleground states, like to me, that raises a lot of question marks. And I would say that I'm not ready to like say that Biden is the president until this is looked at on a legal scope. What you said about Trump saying that about fraud. And I think, listen, let's take it to court. Let's let's see where we can go from there. And let's let's see what votes can be audited. What votes can be uh, like what what it, what is it that happened? Newsmax, there was an article where where a, a wife. And, and news, it, it was a Newsmax article how a wife said that she knew how her husband would vote. So she voted for him. She voted late for him. And dude is deceased. So that's that's an article <laughs> on, on, on Newsmax. So that might be taken to the Supreme Court. How how in America that is even a possibility is, is sad. Anecdotally, my dad told me and my mom told me that when they went to, to vote, they weren't asked for an ID. They weren't asked for an ID. So... Well, that's that's obviously it's Illinois, so not that it would have mattered, but it's still like there should be a, con a precise and concise way to do this in America. Like this isn't a third world country. There should be a way to do this where we know for sure. I had been saying for months, weeks, different episodes prior to this election that it was inexcusable to not know in this country to not know who the president is on election night. How fucking inexcusable is that? Yeah. that's and, and, and then we're looking at it from the fact that, like Dr. Fauci said, it is safe. It is safe. Like, not even the people that, like, that, that, that maybe people on the right would not agree with. Even he said, it's safe if you social distance, wear your mask. You can go. Like, so to make it overly complicated, well, that, that raises a lot of questions that I think have to be answered going forward. This is bigger than Trump. It's bigger than Biden. It's really about like the United States of America and having a system that actually works. So I don't know. Real, and, and real quickly, have you noticed there's been, you, we have people parading in the streets celebrating Biden's victory. No talk about the coronavirus. Oh, well, no, that's the hypocrisy of, of media. And that to me, that's another thing. Thank you for, for adding to that. We've had four years of media undermining the American people because if you're just going to forget about the 71 million people, but just look at the 74 million people and then look at the, Trump's rallies and be like, oh, that's a super spreader. But then look at when people are celebrating for Biden's victories. Oh, look, it's everyone's elated. Everything is it's very peaceful. Well, to me, that just points out the media hypocrisy. How can we trust what the media says when there there's blatant hypocrisy. It's not about, I'm not saying, oh, they shouldn't be out celebrating for Biden. What I am saying is, well, aren't you going to cover this the same way that you cover the rallies? And and to me, that's another uh, situation that really kind of it, makes it, you... It, 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 it's like a clear bias and a clear agenda. Yeah. Like it, it, it makes the, the argument for an agenda very very clear and it's 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 well obviously it's disheartening people are responding though like it's crazy they say that uh in in just this time after the election 
Newsmax and Parler have had a huge bolster yes. of people. Actually, Parler made it to the number one app spot for the first time, yeah. which if for anybody that doesn't know what Parler is, is essentially uh, a not censored version of Twitter. So like yeah. free speech reigns and you don't get banned and shadow banned and all of that stuff. Yeah. At least not yet. You don't. So that's that's pretty interesting. Um and then and Newsmax then, has been bolstered. And then Newsmax has been bolstered a lot, and it's it's a a, a news network, a cable news network that uh, it's a little low budget, but they're they're getting there, and yep. like they seem to be pretty pretty fair and and somewhat balanced, or maybe even they're a little bit right wing, but in in a time where almost every other network seems to be left wing, you kind of need something to balance out the other side. So that's that's crazy. I'm going to read a tweet from somebody that lost their house race but said something wild as fuck. So Pam Keith, she ran for a house seat in Florida's 18th district and she lost. So nobody worry when I say the rest of this tweet. She did not win. But to think that somebody like this could have been voted in Congress. Tweet from Pam Keith. 91% of black women voted for Biden because we love everyone. 20% of black men <gasps> voted for Trump because they hate black women. Thank you to the 80% of brothers who stand with and for us. Yeah, that's 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 great. And there was another there was another so-called activist who says that uh you know But uh, that's not an activist, that's a politician. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, scary. That yeah. Part. But they, they, yeah, there was a so-called activist, and she said that you know uh, anybody you know black men who voted for Trump hated hates black women. And it's like like no, it's just a lot of a lot of black men. For one, black men get pummeled on. Like we we get pummeled on from every direction. And you know what? We're a lot of us are fine with it. We understand we we understand how the world works. Like you know. Hey, if we if we don't have our if we don't have our stuff together, well, yeah, the the world's gonna beat up on us. But you know, then you know we get the uh, the feminism movement coming in, and it's and it's just like uh, a a vote for Trump is just culturally speaking is a vote against you know bashing on us, uh, or, or it's a vote against cancel culture. It's a vote against uh, hell. Um, this liberalized feminism movement. Like it's the, the vote for Trump was, is so much more than, you know, just Trump and, and, and policies. Like there was a lot that go, yeah. Goes into all of this. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I think, uh, it's, it, it, we're in a, in a, in a world and a nation where for four years we said, Russia, 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 Tampering, tampering, tampering. The Mueller report was a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Some well, suspicious stuff in there, but nothing that you could really Yeah, like try him in court for. But now, hey, listen, don't look at the Michigan County in which there was like three thousand votes for Biden, but they were for Trump. There was six thousand actually. Yeah. Oh, six thousand, yeah. yeah. No, well there was another county, I think it was uh fuck, I forgot the name of, of the they, they found another county and it put him up by 2500 mm. when he was down it put him up so he was down 3000 due to biden 
And it's like, well, listen, and this is what all the politicians, or not the politicians, well, they might as well be politicians, but the journalists are saying, there's no evidence of clear voter fraud or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you're not seeing anyone actually going in, looking into it. No, none of these reporters are on the ground level. Absolutely not. And, and to me, that's that's where, you know, there was a whole investigation on Trump. Now he gets his legal team and he says, well, there's voter fraud. Again. Did you guys did you guys see the the press conference yesterday in Nevada with uh, Matt Schlapp and uh, of the former Attorney General of Nevada? They were saying that over six hundred thousand ballots in Nevada never had a set of human eyes laid on them for signature verification. That I guess supposedly they trusted some machine to do it, and that they do have proof and evidence that dead people voted in Nevada. It was a big press conference yesterday in Nevada. Oh, I, no, I didn't hear about that. Uh, Neither, yeah, but that that's, that's again, part of the problem. Yeah, and why is it? Because the media doesn't want it, want you to see that. And to me, that's where it's, it's scary on a multitude of levels. First of all, you really don't know what you're looking at when they have something covering everything. Like, oh, don't worry about it. There's nothing to see here. Well, no. We're going to see December 14. We're going to see where these cases go. We're going to see what happens. And we go from there. And and we have to look at the discrepancies. That's not too much to ask. No. That's not too much to ask at all. Not at all. Um, especially when for four years, again, you covered the whole Russia thing. Trump was impeached because of the Russia thing. And... I mean, they, they went through their process, so I think that, that, that it's only right, especially when you're looking at how close this was, you know? This wasn't, uh, what would you tell me? It was either in Wisconsin or in Michigan or, or Arizona. Mm-hmm. What was that, 18? Yeah. Was it, it in yeah. Arizona? Last, last time I checked, it was uh, earlier today. Oh, yeah, under 18,000. Biden is only in ahead by under 18,000 votes. And And... and that's crazy. They they call under eighty percent. They call Arizona. Trump is winning in Florida. Ninety nine percent. They don't. They're, they're still not calling it Texas. They're still not calling. They still it. haven't called uh, North Carolina nor Alaska. <laughs> Wild. I want to play something for you guys, um, and then let's uh, let's we'll analyze that, and then we'll get a little deeper into to stuff. to, you know, feel the energy and be in the moment, but it's also a reminder to let them know that particularly 55% of white women voted for Donald Trump this year, whereas it's up from 2016, 53% white women. So while we're in a celebratory mood, it's important to let these people know that why we're here in the first place. Why was it important? A lot of people out here just celebrate. They're just telling me that they... So you notice she uh, places a lot of blame on white women that 55% of white women yeah. uh, voted for Trump. Um, and so while they're in a celebratory mood, they can't forget that 55% of white women voted for Trump. It's funny because somebody posted that and I found a gif of uh, Margot Roby, as you guys could see it, and blowing a kiss. And I said, why is she mad at all of the smart, healthy, and hot suburban white women? Envy, perhaps? Because... She's 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 like kind of like overweight and not very attractive and yeah. like not the brightest Jesus. woman, you know, not the sharpest uh, 
uh, knife in the in the cupboard. Like, yeah. like what? What do you think of that? What do you make <coughs> of, of that? Like this 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 idea that like this is so much about race. I mean, that's that's just goofy. Uh, like we we vote on way more than just race. I mean. Economy. I don't really money. know anybody that votes for race. Like yeah. I don't know anybody that that's like, oh man, fucking race is the big issue on this ticket. So many things we got to worry about. That like to me, that's where a lot of the a, a lot of the problems on the left stem from the whole identitarian uh, outlook on how they look at things. I don't know if you guys saw that video where. This white dude and white lady, they're like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't loot over here. Oh, don't destroy anything. Yeah. There's, there's my Biden. There's my Biden Harris sign. Don't, don't and, destroy anything. And and the, you're white. You don't tell us what to do. Yeah. You come from a standpoint of white supremacy. I, like, oh, I actually loved seeing that though. <laughs> like, it's like, well, this is what you voted for. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, don't. Why are you mad at it? Like, you voted for this. If anything, you should let them in and eat your food and lounge <laughs> around. That isn't that what you want? But this is a crossroads. This big is a time. big crossroads, and it's more than like, because there's infight. A lot of people don't re- like. See again, the people that just voted to vote, they don't really quite look at yeah. the grand scheme of things. But this is a crossroads for the for for both parties. For the Democrats, you're seeing a lot of the losses that they took in the House, which was a lot, and then what looks seats yeah, so far, yeah. And, and then the Senate looks like it will stay because there's two Georgia runoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Looks like they, they, they're going to stay Republican. And we'll find that out in January. There's infighting. There was a conference call. There was infighting. They're saying we need to stop calling ourselves socialists. We need to stop. To the point where actually AOC went. I don't know who, who interviewed her. I, I forgot. She's saying that she might get, like get out of politics because like her own party isn't very friendly with her or or they're trying to moderate they're trying to become moderate and 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 be rational people because they're looking at the fact that like okay it was very easy to hit at Trump because of his character as far as oh he's he's his his uh style is very brash mm-hmm. but this doesn't bode well there was no blue wave and we need to survive. 2022 is going to be a very important year for the Democrats and the Republicans, to be honest. But this doesn't bode well as far as blue wave and, and, and all of that. Now, on the Republican side, and I think you were talking about this, Vince. There might be the regular, uh, the Mitt Romney types, which is like, well, I'm just going to go where the current goes. And then you're going to have the, the MAGA types, which is, well, we got to punch back. And I think that you're starting to see that divide. You're seeing Marco Rubio. You're seeing Ted Cruz. They're taking the Trump stance. Like, yeah. well, no, well, let's look at this from a legal standpoint and go from there. Then you're seeing the Chris Christie's and the Mitt Romney's. Oh, well, you know, we got to accept what well, we got to accept. Let's congratulate Biden. And, no backbone. Yeah. And that to me, the Republican side, it's more so on a principled level. Like, where are we going to take the party? On a, on a principled level and to me for the democrats it's really more so like well are do we want to survive or do we just want to bow down to the far left i don't know what do you guys think i th- well go ahead yeah it, yeah about about chris christie yeah i i saw him on abc and he's just he's yucking it up with them he's got the bright blue tie on and i'm like when did this guy 
<laughs> like I never knew Chris Christie was such a rhino. He's a chameleon. But um, it, it real quickly go back to that video that that you that you played. Um, that just shows that the left is never going to be happy. Yeah, exactly. They uh, that's what that's what I got out of it. Like too. like before like. You know, saying first it was Trump. Oh, well, we got to get Trump out of office. And so now they're projecting Trump is going to get out of office. That wasn't enough. Yeah. Oh, we, we got to get back at these white people who voted for Trump. And it's it's never going to stop. Now, yeah. then it's going to eventually snowball I, in pre-production. I was telling you about there's there's a website where you can track people's donations who donated what Mm -hmm. and you know surely somebody out there who's internet savvy can um probably track down that person's you know home their location so who's to say you know hypothetical here but who's to say that some uh you know someone people who voted for trump or who donated to trump's causes Get their homes attacked. Well, get their homes targeted. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has already, in these recent days, touted the idea of putting a list together mm. of Trump. She's like, I hope somebody is putting a list together of these Trump sycophants so when they start taking down their posts and pictures and everything, we have a record of it. And then some guy that's all up her ass or whatever is like, yeah, we're on it. And I guess they created a website where, where they're doing that. So they're, they're literally like taking pictures of people in their MAGA hats and this, that, like that's yeah. some fucking Schindler's list Hitler. Like yeah. what the fuck is that about? You know what I'm saying? But, but like it's, it, it's crazy. And, and, and what's interesting about the point you just made about the left never being happy is this notion, which is, is so hilarious. It's this notion that all you've really done by every metric that these people seem to be abiding by, and what I mean these people is the the Biden-Harris ticket and whatever administration and cabinet they're going to put together, all you've really done is made the people that were doing good, you're going to make them do less good, but that doesn't mean that you're going to do any better than you were doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not how this works. Like, to do better, you actually have to do it yourself. The government is never going to make you do better. The government, all they can do is make other people do less good. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I think has to be has to be remembered and, 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 that's, and recognized. And that's something that really frustrates me about large swaths of the black community right now is that, you know, a lot of us are just so addicted to welfare. Like, oh, you know, the government has to give us this, yeah, you know, more more welfare, more this, more government overreach. And I'm like, when did black people become so pro-government? Well, I mean, hip-hop itself was a, a, a rebellious cause. Yeah, was, exactly. That's what's so funny about it. It's like that that spirit that, that supposedly people rock with it, now it's really just all about conformity and and oh well what the government could do because if you notice like when you talk to people about when it comes to like police violence or, or or police brutality or school school choice or whatever a lot of on the left all they have to say is oh well the government needs to the government like when is the government good or effective at anything so like what what would you want them to get involved further 
with this for and that's kind of coincides with what you just said it's like what where did this obsession or addiction with oh what the government can do what the government can do what the government can do when it's already damn near stretched to its limits and like none of this shit that they're touting is free they say it's free but the reality is it's just paid by for it's paid for by somebody else it's 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 radical and it's ridiculous <laughs> then you get the people uh and and i think you had commented on this that have number one new york times best-selling uh books and this is a tweet from uh, dr ibram okay so just prepare for this the term legal vote is as fictionally fraught and functionally racist as the terms illegal alien <laughs> and race neutral and welfare queen and handouts and super predator and crack baby and personal responsibility and post racial you have people in academia people who think that they're on to something spreading this shit now this has 1498 retweets wow no actually more let's say upwards of 5000 and 20000 likes People will look at this and be like, oh, well, yeah, that's, yeah, this guy's a doctor. He obviously knows best. Or, or we look at logic and reason and can break down everything about this post and how it makes absolutely no sense and really hurts people because this to me is like, again, 1984 esque. Right. Now you want to get phrases. And you want to, no, 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 that's, no, that's, no, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say this. You shouldn't say that. You shouldn't, hate speech, hate speech, hate speech, hate speech. And now you're controlling the way people talk and what they're trying to say with, with, with quotes like this. this is a number, again, this guy sells books and obviously has sold many books. People soak this up and it's like, it's embarrassing to me that someone wouldn't use critical thinking skills on breaking stuff like that down. Yeah. And like so, some of those are just like, come on, personal responsibility. It's like, that's just a universal thing. Don't you know it's racist to even question it, though? Oh, <laughs> and so, so this won't stop. And, and we saw this towards the, the later years of the Obama administration. We saw this brewing up. We called it. Like, we, we've been podcasting since before Trump, and we called that. We called how... A lot of the stuff that happened after Obama, we were on top of it. Like the fact that white people are going to get annoyed and get tired of being blamed for everything. Yeah. And all of social, like society's ills. They are. Because like any rational human being would too. If if, if someone just keeps poking you, say, oh, it's your fault you did this. Oh, it's your fault that you did that. It's your fault. This. And it's like, well, at what point do people take responsibility for their own actions and devise a plan? You know what I mean? Exactly. And to me, that's where where it becomes scary because it's like, well, you know, the left, the radical left, is not going to stop because now they're going to look at it from the from the perspective of like, damn, we went this wild and we got this far. What can we do now yeah. to get even further? Well, and that's that's the scary thing about the legitimacy of this presidency and the results is if there is fraud. If it's not investigated, if it's not uprooted, if it's not discovered, then 
well, you would have to question, will the right ever win an election again? You know what I'm saying? Because now the the formula is out there. You know what I'm saying? Um and then the, the way the way things are, I'm 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 nervous that Biden will put forth a lot of executive orders. Oh yeah, he definitely. If he gets, if he makes it to the White House, we're gonna. I mean, that's a whole other slew of issues. That if he makes it there, that we're gonna. If, have I, if to I'm not with. mistaken, Obama used the most executive orders of any president in history. Is that is that correct? I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate. I, I, or not. Yeah, I've heard that, but I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I would assume yes because. Look at when the red wave happened and they stopped a lot of stuff. Yeah. They stopped the bleeding. Whereas with like, let's say a Trump who had a fair share of executive orders. I think that he had people that would work with him. So a lot of stuff just passed to the Senate. Senate was all right, well, let's do this. So I feel when when you're going to see Biden might be Obama 2.0 on that front, just because of the fact that if the Republicans keep the Senate, they're stopping a lot of stuff. And we need to like look at packing the courts does not become a possibility. Yeah. If the Senate, the stays Green Republican. New Deal probably doesn't become a possibility. No. Yeah. There's a lot of good things, but that's the thing that I don't like. the The Republicans keeping the Senate is now an if. Yeah. Especially it being in Georgia. In Georgia. Yeah. And then that's the thing. If we don't trust the 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 results of this election or what they're saying the results are, are we going to trust the results? of a Georgia election or how does, how does it work? And that's what I'm saying. I feel like the Republicans are in a real purgatory type place right now, because I don't know how you would move forward because can you even move forward if you are of the belief that this was fraudulent? Cause if you're of the belief that this election was fraudulent, you can't really move forward because move forward doesn't mean anything if you're going to cheat like like because what if what if the next what if Trump let's say Biden Biden wins or they say he won or whatever and Trump is like well fucking 2024 I'm going to win or somebody better than Trump in 2024 I'm going to run and they're able to get 100 million votes but if you've cheated to win what does it matter if you get a bunch of votes yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter because you could just come up with the votes, the votes that you need to yeah. to bypass that person. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the problem, and that's why there's so many questions raised. Like for instance, why did they stop counting in the middle of election night? Mm. Because that was that was weird. And and I know me me and yeah. um and our ex, we were on the phone various times throughout election night doing our own research, looking at data, looking at live streams from different things, talking about different things as they developed. And then the party ended because everything stopped. It was like, well, well, why is it stopping? Even if you're waiting on mail-in ballots to come in or whatever, why are you stopping counting though? Like why, what, yeah. what does that have to do with any of that? And so with saying that and the things that we've talked about I want to do, let's do a little bit of an experiment. So what I would like to do right now, I currently have the New York Times um, election results on my phone. I would like if you could pull up, just Google 2016 election results and go to the New York Times. And then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to play a little game and we're going to keep the audience in on it. And like, let's just, let's just do a little. 2016 election results. Yeah. So I got 2020 
you you one of you get 2016 election results and then we're going to go we're going to go state by state and like let's see if we find any irregularities let me know when you have it up um but and then after we go through this i'm going to point out something else in the meantime while you guys are looking up it is interesting that in the midst of all of this it's up. trump is talking about doing more rallies that's going to be interesting but we'll get into that a little bit later you got it up all right so go i'm gonna go to wisconsin uh -huh. you go to wisconsin I'm for wisconsin. 2016. all right all right so for wisconsin i have biden at a hundred and one million six hundred and thirty thousand voters what did hillary get in wisconsin a thousand or a thousand a million three hundred and eighty two a million three hundred and eighty two what did trump get a million four hundred and five trump trump got a, a million six hundred and ten thousand in wisconsin so they both they both did better they both did better in wisconsin this go round. well trump did better and biden overperformed hillary yeah. but now let's go to illinois all right Trump, two million three hundred and forty-one thousand. What did Trump get in Illinois? Two million one hundred and forty-six thousand. So Trump did better. Biden, three million and fifty-two thousand. What did Hillary get in Illinois? She actually did better. Three million and ninety thousand seven hundred twenty-nine. So B Hillary underperformed. Biden underperformed Hillary. In 2020 but overperformed hillary in 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 uh in 2020 yep all right so let's go to pennsylvania pennsylvania biden three million three hundred and sixty four thousand hillary two million nine hundred and twenty six thousand oh my god that's the quite the difference there <laughs> trump three million Three hundred and nineteen thousand. Trump two million nine hundred and seventy thousand. Right. So Trump Trump did better. Biden Biden did better. Seems so. It seems like Trump's record of doing better is consistent, but for some reason the Democrat Party there's like some sort there's like irregular irregularities. New York City right above Pennsylvania. Biden three million seven hundred and one thousand. Hillary four million and five hundred fifty-six thousand. Yeah, but they're they're pretty close. They're in the same area. They're like not that far apart. Trump two million eight hundred and fifty-one thousand. Trump two million eight hundred and nineteen thousand. So he went up a little bit, but like nothing, nothing crazy. Um, all right, let's let's go to Florida, the great state of Florida. Trump. Five million six hundred and sixty-seven thousand. Trump four million six hundred and seventeen thousand. Biden five million two hundred and ninety-four thousand. Uh, Hillary four million five hundred and four thousand. Oh, okay. So so Biden Biden did better. So there's some there's some irregularities, but it's just interesting that in certain places certain cities biden seemed to do so much better but then in other places yeah. the drop-off was so dramatic what about georgia 
Let's Was go that to, close? Let's go to Georgia. Georgia, Biden, 2,468,000. Hillary, 1,877,000. So that's another place where he overperformed Hillary. North Carolina, Biden, 2,659,000. Hillary, 2,189,000. And 189 so, so he, he five, overperformed the five there. so could that be could that be that the democrats put forth a stronger effort in these places that they knew were going to be swing states that's possible with it, it could have been but it, it but it's interesting because in other places the drop-off seemed to be pretty drastic now the reason why i brought all of that up was for this i'm going to read a uh, well, I'm not going to read the whole article, but I'm going to point out an article. This is from 2016, but um, it's a it's from the BBC News, and it's about vote rigging, and it talks about how to spot the telltale signs, and they were just getting over covering an election somewhere in Africa. Too many voters is a telltale sign. Watch the turnout figures. They can be a big giveaway. You never get... 98%, 99% turnout in an honest election. You just don't. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I read an article earlier that Wisconsin had a 90% turnout. Oh, there's supposedly, reportedly, there's states with over 100% turnout. High turnout in specific areas, according to BBC. Even where the turnout is within the bounds of possibility... If the figure is wildly different from the turnout elsewhere, it serves as a warning. Why would one particular area or one individual polling station have 90% turnout while other areas register less than 70%? Something is strange is almost certainly going on, especially if the high turnout is in an area which favors one particular candidate or party, which is interesting because... In a lot of the major cities, that's what has taken place with with Biden. Large number of invalid votes, which yesterday, what I talked about previously, well, well, a little bit earlier on the episode, they did a press conference in Nevada, about 600,000 votes that never had a, a, a set of eyes set on them to, to verify signatures. More votes than ballot papers issued. When the polls close and before they open the boxes, election officials normally have to go through a complicated and rather tedious process known as reconciliation of ballots. After they have been counted how many ballot papers they received in the morning, then they need to count how many are left and how many, if any, were torn or otherwise spoiled or put aside. That's another thing. It seems like in this whole election process, we were never given like an accurate count of like how many are out there because i remember with pennsylvania it went from it went from oh well there's there's uh seven seven hundred uh uh seven hundred thousand ballots still out there oh well there's a million oh there could be three million still out well how do you not know and then out of all of these ballots they all seem to the majority favor one candidate i don't know it's possible but seems a little bit irregular Results that don't match. 
Mobile phones have made elections much easier and transparent. It is now standard practice to allow party agents, observers, and sometimes even voters to watch the counting process. That we know that that didn't happen in Nevada. We know that that didn't happen in Detroit. We know that that didn't happen in Philadelphia. We know that there were places that that did not happen. Very interesting. And finally, and the biggest one you might think, delay in announcing results, which was probably the biggest thing that we experienced with this election. Does that mean that that they cheated? Does that mean that there's fraud? No, it does not mean that. So we got to be responsible with how we talk about this. But they did not make the process any easier by all of the stuff they were doing that appeared to make it seem like they were covering it up. Exactly. And that's where, on a legal standpoint, and and, like, and you basically said it as perfectly as possible. You're innocent to proven guilty in this country. And how you said it was very responsive. So we're not saying it's fraud. We're not saying it's... It, it, we're not saying that the irregularity can't be proven like, oh, well, this was just an off year or things just happen to happen that way. But it does beg the question that we should look into this. Let's look into this and see what we find. As I said earlier... Everybody should want to allow Trump to ha- have his day in court. Yeah. Uh, to piggyback off of one of those points, Australia. Now, in, in Australia, it is mandatory that you vote in Australia. Interesting. It is mandatory that you vote in Australia and they allow mail-in voting. They allow you to vote online. Now, can you imagine that here in America? Uh, Oh, my God. That's all bad. Yeah. (laughs) And if you don't vote, you're subject to being fined. Mm -hmm. And despite all of that, Australia's voting turnout hovers between 90 and 95%. (laughs) They don't even get 100%. And it's mandatory that you vote. They don't get 98, 99, 100% voting. Yeah, that's, so that that's a very interesting yeah. point. And so I think all of this is what makes it hard to go forward. But the fight does rage on because there have been leaks of Trump's campaign saying that he does plan on doing more rallies. Yeah. Um, what do you make of that, the idea of more rallies? Uh, there's, there's good and the bad with it. Um, the good is that he he's able to continue to get his message out there. Um, Twitter keeps you know shadow banning shadow banning his his tweets. They keep uh, more or less censoring him on Twitter. That's how he gets that's how he gets his word out. So why not get back out there and um, you know get the word out, rally his base as you as you said earlier. Get um, you know generate more donations for the for the legal team. It's bad because, and I and this is something I've, I've been thinking about, is that with the polarization, the political polarization in our country, and the increased violence, that all these new rallies and even all the uh, the pre-election rallies, it puts a strain on his security team. Mm-hmm. You know who you know 
God forbid, what happens if someone is plotting an assassination on on Trump or anything like that? You know, and and that and I and I really fear if if we get if we go we could be going down a road where there could be political figures targeted. Oh yeah. And I mean, who knows? There might have been plots. I mean, we heard about that one incident in Michigan where uh, there was a plot to to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah. So I mean, we could really be seeing more things, more events like that. And that's that kind of that's what worries me about more rallies for Trump. I mean, quite honestly, if he wins another election, I think we really have to uh, fear. What might happen to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right, but I think also the fact that there is discrepancies, and the fact that you're in the middle of a legal battle, and the fact that the media does not call elections, the electoral college does. So, I think that what, from his standpoint, is well, why not fire up the base? Yeah, and and go from there. Like, if you're really gonna fight for this. And if really like and and go go, go ahead go ahead I don't want to interrupt like you. if if you're really doing it for the American people I think because obviously you know fifty to forty seven percent that's half and half that's basically half and half and and if your outlook on this is well this is why I do it well then yeah I think that that at that point you do have to put yourself in harm's way. It's kind of a, a moral situation. Well, it's it's not even just point. himself, but yeah. also, you know, Trump supporters going to the rallies. Well, I, there there could be, um, you know, BLM activists or rioters, and there could be clashes all in the street. Like this, this could potentially be very catastrophic. Yeah, from from a from but, the violence standpoint. But one thing that I will say is, those people they'll persist. Trump's base will persist, but those people they'll go back to not caring sooner than Trump's base will go back to not caring. Like a lot of these people, actually, I I would even say just based off of my anecdotal observation of social media in the last few days. A lot of people kind of have gone back to like normal, like they don't care about politics anymore. Yeah. Whereas Trump's base and Republicans and everything, like if anything, I would say they care more about it now. So what better thing to do than fire those people up, keep them fired up. And then not only that, but even if you end up losing, you sent the message to your people that you went out swinging. Like you didn't just be like, oh, fucking I took the knee. Like you went out swinging. And now that shit is going to resonate with them. Like they already love the man, but it's going to resonate with them. And hopefully that res- that, that, that whatever is, is, uh, is burnt up inside them persists for the next two years in the midterms and then the next four years going forward. But it only matters if this was a fair election, because yeah. if it wasn't a fair election, you could, you could fire up a hundred million people. You'll never win yeah. because it'll be rigged so that's the thing that's the one of the more important things that we need to get to the bottom of but but we talked about this a little bit in pre-production and i think it's gonna kind of connect to something else that i want to mention in this segment 
President of Mexico, Lopez Obrador, he has not congratulated Biden. He says that there's a legal process and that the true winner of the election has not been determined. Lopez Obrador is a person that is also of the belief that an election prior to him winning the presidency was stolen from him. He's of that belief. I don't know much about that situation to speak on that, but that is what he has said. What I will say, and I do know about Lopez Obrador, is that he's a populist. That means that he is connected with the population of the country, his constituency, the people. It's interesting to me that a populist could see something on the horizon that would cause him to not want to congratulate biden you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like it, it's oh and then we talked a little bit about it in pre-production it's like does he see how fired up the base is does he see the fact that trump added <laughs> 71 uh well he he got almost 71 million total votes but he added over 7 million voters to his base no. does lopez Obrador see something in that or does he even possibly see an insurrection you know what I'm saying? Like, what what is it that he sees that makes him be like, well, ah, let me hold off on this because this is this is something. There's something, there's something in the water that's not quite because, by all accounts, it yeah. would behoove him to congratulate dude quickly. You're you're our neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not only that, other people in other places, Netanyahu congratulated Biden, Boris Johnson congratulated Biden, both of which I found a little bit disappointing, but whatever. But, I, yeah, but I you being the neighbor, you you didn't, and for this specific reason, Trudeau's done it too. Yeah, well, never. Yeah. Uh, you, what did you expect from him? Yeah. Boris Johnson and Netanyahu like were a little different. Yeah, uh, I obviously I expected Trudeau to be on that shit. Yeah, immediately. Um, so what do you see on the horizon? Does he see something that people don't? Does he see something that apparently the betting market? sees so red uh real american politics just posted this this is literally seven minutes ago as we were doing the episode he's posted it's happening there's this betting site i don't know which site it is but it's a it's a percent it, it, it takes cents so 18 cents biden 88 88 cents and it's like you bet based off of like who's going to win the election or they even had it like who's going to win the state He's been constantly updating this. And after the election night, like it was pretty like neck and neck. And then as things went on, Trump went down, down, down. I think the lowest that I seen Trump was seven cents. Yeah. So now yesterday, Trump was at 13 cents. And now the betting market has Trump at 18 cents. Obviously, Biden's still ahead. But yeah. even yeah. even they is like they're kind of like, well, yeah, this is definitely not over yet. Oh, it's it's definitely not. I mean, you, there's questions, and and also like, this is not over. Four years from now, what we're seeing, how contested this is, the road to the next four years has to go through Trump. Trump's endorsement for the next president of the United States, on the or or or, or, or for the next Republican candidate to run for presidency will go through trump like yeah and i think they, that it's funny you said that somebody yeah. on twitter said trump is now the the gop kingmaker yes like like you need to play your cards right if you're a republican 
and, and you're on that pol- political, you know, politician shit because like, no matter what, Trump is the leading figure in the GOP, and whoever gets his endorsement might be what gets you through. Obviously, this is this goes back to what you said. If things were legally done, and if we get the answers that we need, and again, for all we know, Biden still wins, and. This was a, a a big old nothing burger when it comes to like the discrepancies, but again, the, the road to the next uh, election for the Republican is going to go through Trump. It's funny. And Trump will not forget. It's funny you said that because four days ago I tweeted, and this was when not as many votes had been counted, but I said, "Hey, Republican senators, fight like hell because the 68 million Trump voters are watching. 68 million." There may come a time when you need them like they need you now. And that was days ago. Now we know that it's that it's gone up by two million more than that. Yeah. Well, actually, no, if if I'm not. Trump right now is at seventy one million three hundred ninety nine thousand four hundred. Oh, my God. So almost seventy two. Yeah. yeah. On track for seventy two. Yeah. So. So. Wow. I, I, so that means you he added what almost nine million to the base? Yep. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. humongous. That's humongous. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, man. Like it, it does really seem like it's far from over. Even the betting market seems to see it as far from over. I know all of us here see it as far from over. And every single day since the media declared Biden the winner, there's been new developments, new information. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Got to get through the legalities of it all. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Our show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep listening. Remember to share us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple, and Google. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.